All right. Well, if you're listening to this, welcome to back. Uh, welcome back for another episode of a breath of fresh football. Honestly, I don't even know what number we're on. I think we're on 15, but I could be wrong. Uh, but how you doing, Logan? Uh, I'm fantastic, sir. And yourself? I'm actually eating dinner right now. I'm working. So uh, if you guys hear me chewing, I am sorry, but I haven't eaten all day and I'm starving. <laughs> I feel that. Um, but yeah, so uh, again, if you're listening, we're uh, we're sorry we kind of get an episode on our thoughts uh, on week one. But uh, hey, we we got this episode, so we're gonna do week one and week two, and just talk about some of the news that has happened the last two weeks since the last time we recorded. Okay, well, we'll get in. We'll get straight into it. We'll get straight into it. How about Ravens Nation, baby? Well, I bet Ray- you weren't. I bet you weren't feeling like that after the week one loss to the Raiders. I was not, but we come back. And we beat the Chiefs by one point. By yeah. One point. Speaking of that game, it's actually on NFL Network right now. I pulled it up because uh, I, I wanted to see what what they were talking about news wise. But apparently, they're playing the Chiefs Ravens game right now. Good, good, because it was a great game. <laughs> yeah, I I wish I could say I watched it all the way through, but actually, I went to sleep, man. The Waking up, so I mean, as the listener, hopefully the listener now, I'm a teacher, and man, it, when it gets to you know nine, ten o'clock, I I can barely stay up, and so I I unfortunately fell asleep both uh, last night's Monday night game and Sunday night's game. We gave. Think Patty. I yeah, I went to bed. I laid on the couch and I fell asleep during the Thursday night game. And I woke up ju- uh, just as the game was ending. So when the Redskins ended up winning that game, I, I believe. So. so this is the first time Lamar Jackson's ever beaten Pat Mahomes. He's one and three against Lamar or Mahomes. And this is Pat Mahomes' first loss in the month of September. Yeah, I did. I did see that. I, I think he also threw his first interception. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is. Ravens, baby. <laughs> but um, hey, you know why are we spending our time talking about a one and one Ravens team when we got a two and zero oh Cardinals team? I'm pretty sure the Cardinals lost, buddy, didn't they? No, we won. We're two and zero. Oh. Uh, we beat. We barely beat the Vikings. The, the Vikings missed a kick, field goal, to end the game. That's right. I'm thinking of the Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks lost um, in overtime. Okay, we'll go Sometimes. into that really quick. Um, Kyler Murray's looking really good this year. Back he to, is. Um, he, I think he's got nine touchdowns so far in two games. Again, he did throw two picks on, um, uh, was it Sunday? But he threw for 400 yards, and he I don't know what was the exact number of passes he threw. But both, both games so far – I mean, obviously, I haven't really got to sit down and watch them because I don't have a streaming service to watch football games on, so can't really watch them. But from what I've gathered is they've been heavily passing the ball and not really running the ball. So I really, really hope they establish the run soon because 
I mean, we can't we can't throw the ball as much as we did in uh, you know the first two weeks. Like, I mean, we gotta have a run game if we want to um, be I, successful. A good team. I can agree with that. Um, that was a good game, though. Close game. It was a shootout the entire game. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. Uh, I thought we would just steamroll the Vikings. But, you know, uh, we did come out with the win, and sometimes you have to win games like this. You know, when it comes down to the wire, you know, you got to take the win when, uh, you, even if, you know, the other team coughed the game up, you know. And the thing was, uh, so I listened to Arizona podcast, of course, and what they talked about was, Again, it comes down to Cliff Kingsbury's um, play calling because it it got to, you know, Arizona was in a position. If they would have got two first downs, they would have put the game away. But instead of that, uh, they – what was it? They tried running the ball or some, and then – which got stopped – or no – Kyler Murray ran the ball, but he ran out of bounds, which I don't know why he did that. And then the next two uh, downs were incompletions. And then, you know, it was like fourth down or whatever. Or the next three was incompletions or some or the next two. So I mean, it, was, I, it was down to fourth down. And the, again, that put the Vikings in a situation where they drove down in the field and could have won that game. But, of course – their kicker did miss the field goal, so. But I can also see Kyler Murray stepping out of bounds, you know. It's just one of those, you're in the moment, you don't think. I yeah, think it, um, I get it, but at the same time, if you want to, you, you got to know the situation. You can't be like Tom Brady and forget it's fourth down or third down, fourth and, down. You know, you talk like smack on Tom Brady, bro. Year. He's still undefeated, too. <laughs> yep, so. Um, um, speaking of running backs, um, some news. Uh, the Ravens, man, they signed every running back on the market. <laughs> yeah, and uh, our our uh, the guy that was already on our team, Ty. Is it Ty? Ty? No. We're gonna call him Ty because I can't think of his first name. Williams was actually the best one out of all of them. Um, Latavius Murray though did not bad. He did have a touchdown. Yeah, uh, I think Murray was a good signing. But it, it brings me to the question of Le'Veon Bell. He hasn't even been activated yet. Like, what happened to Bell? He went from being um, one of the best backs in the league and then all of a sudden, like, he's on a practice squad roster. Um, my buddy, actually, one of my friends was talking to me about that. And he's like, man, why aren't they using Le'Veon Bell? Why is he on the practice squad? We don't know. I mean, we don't know what kind of shape he's in. We don't know how he looks. We're not NFL coaches, so we don't know. He could be out of shape, or they're waiting for to wait and use him. Or honestly, they have. I think they have him just in case another running back gets hurt. I yeah, mean, the Ravens. The Ravens have fifteen players on IR. That is crazy. Um, but we still took out the Chiefs without our best player. Jason Oweya was the key to beating the Chiefs. We traded the thirty-first. Or let me phrase that: we obtained the thirty-first overall pick. From the Orlando Brown Jr. trade to get Jason Oweya. And Jason Oweya is the reason we beat Chiefs. Yeah, that's that's awesome. But um, so going back to your week uh, one loss to the Raiders, um, 
There is no other NFL quarterback that has more game-winning drives since 2015 than Derek Carr. His 24 are three more than any other QB. What was your thoughts on your week long, uh, one loss? Um, it hurt. It hurt. But, I mean, I can understand. I mean, now that running back, you know, our, we're a run-heavy first team. And, you know, Lamar and those running backs don't have chemistry. Our line wasn't looking very good. Um, week two, we shaped it up. Um, Alexander Uweva, first week, I'm like, dude, let's cut this guy. He's uh, – get rid of him. And then week two, he actually impressed. He did really good. Um, moved him over left tackle. Ronnie Stanley's still out. We don't know how long he's going to be out for. So, I think Alexander Uweva actually did very good. So, hopefully we continue this. The line continues to grow. And we keep winning football games. Yeah. But it's kind of um... – you know, it's kind of crazy because, you know, when when the Ravens signed Murray, Freeman, and Bell, those three plus Lamar, they had four players with a thousand uh, yard seasons, which is kind of crazy. But uh, going back to another, uh, something I just wanted to touch base a little bit. Did you uh, watch that Cam Noon video I sent you about why he was released from the Patriots? I, I did not. I honestly forgot about it um but explain it to me so i would i i actually watched it again right before we recorded but um it was it was interesting um he he he, of course he got to talk about it a little bit and i forgot what the first part of the video was it was just like him talking but like uh they talked about in the video he he said he was like if the patriots would have came to me and was like hey, we're giving the ball to Mac, but we want you to be everything that you are and even more and be the number two quarterback. He would have did it. But uh, he went in to talk about why why he thinks they released him. Because, and his explanation was, he, he said the reason they released him is because if you were Mac Jones, you wouldn't want Cam Noon as your backup, because Cam Noon's gonna do everything he w- he's gonna do everything he can do to get that starting job back. And they just thought with the you know Mac having that pressure or whatever. Uh, so he talked about that a little bit, and he also, of course, um, the interviewer asked him. He was like, "So ha- has Mac Jones?" Um, was he teaching you the playbook? And he ended up saying no. He thought that was, you know, crazy. But uh, something else. Okay, so going back to why they released him, he said Cam Noon being on your team is a distraction. He said that. The reason is because people want to know why does Cam Noon talk that way? Why is his hair that way? Um, and then, like, you know, just him, who he is as a former uh, you know, former, you know, went to the Super Bowl. Former, uh, did he win the Heisman? He won the national championship. I know that. I'm pretty sure Cam Heisman. Newton did win the Heisman. Yeah. So you know, he he's a that type of player. He just felt like he would have. Uh, they felt like he would have been a distraction because of all the media that he does get at times. So 
I thought that was a bit, I thought that was interesting. You know, it was kind of cool just to get a deep dive into why he thinks he got released and um, everything. So, but it was funny. So, speaking of um, week one and week two, the funniest stat after week one was the Texans were one and zero. The Colts, Titans, and, and Titans and Jags were all zero and one. Yeah, um, I was very surprised for the or not the Colts, the Titans to lose Week One, and how badly they lost. Well, the Titans beat the Jaguars. Or are we talking about the Colts? Week One, the Titans lost. I can't. Remember oh, the who. Titans! Yeah, the Titans lost to the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. that was. I was really surprised about that too. Um, uh, man, we we did really we beat them pretty badly, but uh, and that's why. Like after that win, I'm like, holy cow, maybe we have a good team. And then we barely beat the Titans. Now for week three, we have the Jaguars, and the Jaguars are looking like a mess. <laughs> and it's funny because the USC job opened up, and everyone's you know, putting uh, wanting to label Urban Meyer jumping from the NFL back to college football because that's where he's comfortable. And, you know, some of the stuff I'm hearing about how he's not uh, not translating to the NFL game well and he's getting into it with his assistant coaches and his team's apparently not bought into him or whatever. And I don't know. I, I, I really hope he doesn't give up on the NFL just yet because uh, – I think once he adapts to it and, you know, does whatever, something else I heard was that he was yelling too much. And I I get it, you know, at the college level, they probably yell at the kids more because uh, they can, you know. But, and I get why these professionals are upset about it because, again, they're professionals um, and they don't want to be yelled at it. I mean, no one wants to be yelled at at their job all the time, if that makes sense. So I get it if that is the case. Again, we're not in the uh, locker room, so I don't, I don't know, and we're not on the field, so I, I don't know if that's actually going on there. But that's just some clips and articles and other things I've heard. So, but again, I really hope he doesn't give up on the NFL just yet. But man, I. I knew the Jaguars weren't going to be good, but, man, they haven't looked good, and Trevor Lawrence has not looked good either. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to say much about that um, because you guys already know my thoughts on Trevor Lawrence. I didn't think Trevor Lawrence was going to be as great as everyone said. Um, but a surprising week one, the Packers. Yeah, the Packers, uh, man, they – Dude, they put the Saints and they just look terrible. Let and they me, even Jordan Love got his first action of the of his career. So that was uh interesting to see. And it was funny after that loss, everyone was joking around saying, What if Aaron Rodgers came back just to sabotage the team? Uh which is which is funny, but in the latest interview he had, he did talk about this offseason and um, you know, there was tension and there was a point where he didn't think he would play. Uh, he did think about retirement. He also, um, you know, there was tension, of course. So he, he, you know, his thought process was, well, you drafted my replacement. Just let him play, whatever. You know, like he, 
like trade trade me or you know he did think about retirement so uh i'm glad he he didn't uh didn't retire because you know aaron Rodgers is a great player and we'll see what he does in his final years final year with the packers and then i'm hoping he doesn't hand uh put the cleats up just yet i would like i i still think you know it could be a pain many type thing where he goes somewhere else you know the obvious choice is everyone wants to say is the Broncos, of course. Uh, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers could have a similar, just like him, uh, Payne Manny and Tom Brady, go to another team, win a Super Bowl, play for a couple of years, and then hang it up. Um, let me read you his stats from that game. So, 15 completions, 28 attempts, 133 yards, and two interceptions. That's that, No touchdowns. That's crazy. But speaking of Aaron Rodgers, did you see his week two performance last night? I did. I did. I had uh, – it's so funny. So I'm in four different fantasy leagues, which yeah, is do. which is way too many for me right now because usually I'm in like two because we, we would usually like have a league together with all my friends, and then I would be with some Twitter buddies that I know. So I was always be in like two leagues or whatever, but this year – I'm in four, and I have Jones. Um, is it Aaron Jones and two of them? And man, he went off. I think in one of the leagues, I, he had like forty points for me. I was like, "Holy cow!" And I think I ended up coming back and winning, um, winning that uh, week matchup in that one league. But man, wow. he the Packers had a great, great game yesterday. They did. Did Aaron Rodgers looking like his MVP caliber yesterday? Yeah, uh, very much. Um, again, I think the leading – again, way too early, but I think the leading MVP talk right now is around Kyler Murray because, wow. I mean, nine touchdowns, two games. Yes, pretty Kyler, impressive. But Kyler Murray always starts out as a heavy hitter and then just falls down. Well, okay, so that's a good point. It's not Kyler Murray. I think it's Cliff Kingsbury. And they talked about it on the podcast I listened to. At all his all his teams, they always start off hot and then they go down. Because that Texas Tech in his like three of his years, I forgot what years it was. I would have to I wish I would have took some notes when I was listening to it. But all three years, they started off high, and then they finished off bad. In his final year at Texas Tech, he started off um, – what was it? He lost the last uh, eight games or the last six of the last eight games or whatever. Something crazy. Like, he had such a bad losing streak at the end. And then in his first year in the NFL with the Cardinals, he ended up winning – like the first three out of the three out of the first four or three out of the first six games or whatever. And then he finished like three and 15 or whatever it was after that first year. And then last year, I mean, we had six wins going into the first eight weeks and we finished eight and eight. So like, that's the scary part is, you know, Again, like, you know, of course, at the beginning of the podcast, I was talking about, man, I'm so excited to be 2-0. You know, the Cardinals are looking good right now. But, man, 
Cliff Kingsbury's uh, resume with fin- uh, long seasons has not been well. And the worst part is we have another week this season. <laughs> so, you know, we may not finish 8-8. Eight eight. We could be 8-9. And, and he'll probably get canned after that if that happens, especially with everyone we've brought in. But uh, I was glad to see that A.J. Green got a touchdown. I was um, – I, yes, so. I can get behind that. I love A.J. Green. Yeah, but uh, going back to the Packers game week one, did you see – I don't know if you watched it, but did you see Jameis Winston's interview after that game? I did not. Oh, my God. You're missing some great content. He was – I don't know what they were talking about. They were talking about the win or whatever, and he tried to bring up a point uh, that his trainer said, and as the interview was going, he was like, wait, what did my trainer say? And he couldn't remember – and then he was—he's just talked about how they were prepared or whatever, and it just—it just killed me. It was so funny. I—if I had my laptop right now, I would play the clip so the listeners could listen to it. But Jameis Winston, man, uh, he like I said, uh, we said before the season, yeah, it was hoping he would stay on fire. And like week one, man, like uh, we talked about, man, he came out, he had five touchdowns. He beat the Packers, had a great game. Everyone's thinking, my God, Jameis Winston's back. And then can we talk about how he shit this bed the, this past uh, past week, uh, going 11 for 22, and uh, I don't know if he even had a touchdown. I don't know what his final stat line was, but, man. And, and it was against the Panthers. I, I'm telling you, Matt Rule is a good coach. Man, he turned around that Baylor team in college. He's turning around this Panthers team. They got Joe Brady, uh, offensive coordinator. They they have a sneaky good team. And Sam Darnold, man, has it, I think his first two games he's had 300 yards. I could be wrong, but, man, he has looked really good. Him, him and Christian McCaffrey have been working very well together. Yeah. Again, with Caffrey, it comes down to being healthy. So hopefully he stays healthy. But uh, yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk about another good performance, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is the the Bengals' first round pick. Oh yeah, this yeah. This year, um, during you know preseason training camp, was dropping a lot of balls, a, a lot easy catches. Dude's looking really good. He's catching everything that's coming his way now. I think I believe I could be wrong, but after that first game, I think the first thing Joe Burrow said when he got to uh, the interview stand or whatever it was, our press conference, I think he said, "And I thought Jamar Chase couldn't catch balls or whatever, just like trying to yeah. roast all the people that were concerned about him not catching the ball in preseason and all that jazz." So. That's um, the funniest part. Joe Burrow, man, he he's a funny guy. Well, and you got to be classy. I mean, he's classy about it, and he protected his teammates. Also, yep. someone who showed some class, going back to your Cardinals, J.J. Watt. Dalvin Cook went down with an injury. J.J. Watt walked over there and just talked to him and see if he needed anything, how he was doing, and checked on him. You don't see that much nowadays. J.J. Watt is such a great guy. Like, he may not be the performer he was, you know, a few years ago when he was the best defensive player in the NFL. 
But, man, he is a great locker room presence. So I'm glad he's on my team and I get to enjoy him. You know, if they don't cut him this offseason, you know, again, there's no who knows way. how he's going to perform this season. But he's, you know, he's here for two years, so I get to enjoy him for two years. So Maybe longer. Yeah. Um, but going back to your Ravens uh, Raiders game, there was some uh, that Monday night totaled 15.29 million viewers, making it the most watched Monday night football week one game since 2013. And then the Manny cast, which this is a separate ESPN cat, uh, showing that featured Eli and Peyton, where they were just talking during the game. It was like, you know, they had their normal broadcast, which the ESPN announcers are, and then they had one for Eli and Payne. And that totaled 800000 which is a little less than you would think, you know, with the total being $15 million. But that's only because ESPN didn't really broadcast. They didn't tell anyone about it. Because, again, they're, they're wanting all the viewers to watch their main, you know, uh, broadcast, and which is kind of funny because, again, at the same time, with them doing both types of broadcasts, they're really competing against themselves for the viewers. So, yeah. Also, can we talk about how good Matthew Stafford is looking on the Rams right now? I could have told you that before the season, man. I know. I knew we, we Matt Stafford that. was good for the Lions, he just had crappy teams. He had no one around him. Yeah. Well, look at Jared Goff right now. The only person he's been throwing to is uh, TJ Hawkinson. Which you should. Man, talking about, you know, talking about TJ right now and being an Iowa tight end, can we talk about Sam LaPorta right now? He's the leading receiver for the Iowa Hawkeyes. The Hawkeyes are 3-0. They're looking like the best team in the Big 12 right now. Um, Their quarterback is kind of – He's kind of not really the greatest yeah, guy, but, but Sam's can, getting all the he's getting all the targets, he's getting all the touches, and he, I don't know where he's projected to get drafted this year, but uh, it just it's it's kind of awesome. Is uh, he going? Is he getting? Is he going to the draft this year? Probably, he's supposed to be the next Iowa tight end to get drafted. So I imagine, and with him being the leading receiver for the. Um, Hawkeyes right now, I can't I can't see why he would not go unless he wants to finish his degree, which I could very well see. Um, yeah, he Sam's a great guy, smart guy. And it was awesome seeing – I'm actually getting ready to buy me a Sam Laporta jersey. I'm ordering a, um Iowa Hawkeyes jersey that has his name on it because it's just – it's cool and – he could potentially be the first guy to get drafted out of the high school I went to. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's a he's a hard worker, very hard worker too. Can't yeah. forget that. Dude was, you know, National Honor Society and, you know, all state. Then just honestly, just a down to earth nice person. He was also a great basketball player. I think he did track. Man, uh, he used to back in the day when he was little play baseball. If he would have stayed with that, I'm sure he would have been great with that too. But let's let's go on uh, and talk about 
um, some first-round quarterbacks in their NFL debuts. So Trevor Lawrence, of course, he threw for 332 yards, three TDs, but three interceptions. You know, like we said, Trevor Lawrence really hasn't looked good. Again, his team around him isn't very good. He's got. But a, also, it's his first NFL game too. First NFL game, and it's his his coach's first NFL game. So, but going to Zach Wilson, man, he had 258 yards, two TDs, one interception. But man, I don't know if he saw his stat line from this past week against the Patriots. Which again, it's against the Patriots. The Patriots always make rookie quarterbacks look terrible. Um, and after, he had four picks this past. Uh, past after week. Uh, after seeing the Patriots, I am very. Uh, I don't think my prediction for the Patriots is, is going to be very accurate. How did the Patriots do this week? Didn't they lose to the Dolphins? No, they won. Oh, they no, won. They, so they beat. Two yeah, Tua. Tua. Speaking of that game, Tua was out in, like, the first quarter. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He got hurt. Again, I think that's the hip. But going back to the Patriots, Logan, I told you. I told you. I was like, Logan, they brought in so many guys, I would not count them out. Again, I think I had the Patriots at 9-8. and So I had them a little over 500. So this 2-0 start is a little surprising for me. I will say that. But, man, I told you. They brought in a lot of people. They got their quarterback. They got Mac Jones. They wanted. And speaking of Mac Jones, week one, he had 281 yards and one TD. And then the other two first-round quarterbacks, Trey Lance, had uh, one pass. It was in the red zone, so they took Jimmy G out, put him in. So a five-yard pass for a touchdown. So Trey Lance, the, the 49ers are doing kind of a little bit of a two-QB system. And then Justin Fields also – he came in, he, he got a, I believe, only a pass or two for 10 yards and also ran it in. So, again, uh, like the 49ers, the Bears are kind of um, running a little. They have packages where Justin Fields didn't come in. Uh, but Andy Dalton did get hurt this past uh, week, so Justin Fields did get more playing time. And he really didn't look too well. And uh, I think it's just, you know – I know he got hurt, so that Justin Fields got jumped, uh, uh, you know, threw into the game. But like again, it just feels like they're rushing it a little bit. Uh, but they, the coaches have said he has looked really impressive, and he's way ahead where they expected him to be. Uh, uh, where he, uh, expected for him to be where he is uh, right now, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, well, and also look how well a lot of these young quarterbacks strive by sitting out a year. Yeah, well, you know, going back to you know Patrick Mahomes being the last one to really do that, it was funny because you know after that first training camp with um, after they got uh, Hill at the same time they got Mahomes, and we talked about this before, but Hill was just like, man, this is the guy you guys drafted, man. He's terrible or whatever. He sat out a year, did the work he needed to do in the offseason. And Patrick Mahomes, again, is must-watch must TV. So, But another little stat before the Thursday night game uh, last Thursday, uh, Trev, uh, Terry, I don't know how you say his last name, Mick Lauren or whatever, it was his 10th game with a different starting QB. And he's only played in 31 
career games. Yeah, Isn't that crazy? Uh, and, and he still had a phenomenal game though. Oh yeah, man, he he's a good receiver, and man, T- Taylor uh, Henneke, man, another great game by him. We talked about it when he had the uh, his postseason start last year, and you know threw for three hundred yards, almost almost beat the Super Bowl champions. Again, people forget that if he would have won that game. Who, who knows what would have changed? And I think it was funny. I think uh, one of the podcasts I listened to actually talked about this. But they were like, you know, if Tyler uh, – Taylor – is it – I don't know. T- Tyler – or Taylor Henneke. If he would have won that game and beat the Buccaneers, that changes everything that happened last year. Because Aaron Rodgers, you know, with his MVP season, probably ends up going to the Super Bowl in the NFC if the Buccaneers lost. So if he goes to the Super Bowl and say he wins or loses, does he act the way he acted this offseason? So, again, yeah, that changes the whole landscape in the NFL right now. It does. It does. Um, the NFL, I mean, it's week two, dude, and there's been a lot of phenomenal games, a lot of close games this year. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like, you know, I fell asleep Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night. And all three games ended up being really good. I mean, the Packers kind of just, you know, they beat the Lions. But Aaron Rodgers had a great performance. I Of course, I fell asleep because I thought the Chiefs would beat the Ravens. And Ravens end up winning. I woke up. I think I woke up at, like, in the middle of the night. It was, like, 3 a.m. And I was like, hey, I was like, I need to check the score, see what it was. And you could imagine my eyes squinting at 3 a.m. And I'm like, what that? What Ravens won? What? How'd that happen, man? I missed a great game. Um, Lamar, and again, like Lamar I said, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I won that game. But speaking yeah. of a former Ravens, as we're talking about the Ravens right now, uh, how about uh, Tyrod Taylor, man? Uh, he he was with the Bills. He went to a Pro Bowl. He got benched for Nate uh, Nathan Peterman but still led the Bills to the first playoff since 99. Then he goes to the Browns. He gets hurt, uh, gets hurt, and then gets benched for Baker Mayfield. Goes to the Chargers. Doctor pretty much punctures his lung, and he loses his starting job. And then he goes to the Texans. He wins QB1 because, you know, with the Deshaun Watson stuff. But then he gets hurt again. Man. Yeah, I you, I feel for the guy. He's great dude. It just it seems like nothing ever goes that guy's way. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I feel for him. And the Texans ended up drafting a quarterback. So David, I think it's David Mills or whatever. He's getting to play. But uh, again, the Texas Texans, they're just a mess right now. But I really hope. I really hope Tyrod gets to come back and gets the play, man. He deserves it, you know, with everything he's gone through. And speaking of him, he did get ruled out for Thursday night's game. So Texans rookie quarterback Davis – oh, Davis Mills will start uh, Thursday night versus Panthers. Oh, and that defense is looking good. Yeah, uh, the Panthers are – are we talking about the Texans or the Panthers? The Panthers. Oh, yeah. 
I don't expect David Mills to do well. He wasn't a bad quarterback in college, but <clears throat> Panthers are they have a good team right now. But before we talk about more about the last two weeks, there was some some little things uh, from Lane Kiffin I, I read. And it, he talked about um, – he had some – oh, Lane Kiffin, so that's the head coach for Old Miss. He talked about um, some valuable insight on Nick Saban because he used to coach with Nick Saban. And he said Nick Saban likes these nuts jokes. And it, it says it started with Marlon Humphrey, who introduced Saban to the jokes, and Saban took it from there. These nuts are a process. Uh, good old Marlon Humphrey. <laughs> yeah. But speaking, so another thing, reason why I wanted to talk about Lane Kiffin is because there was some I, I sent you today, but Lane Kiffin follows one person on Instagram. And guess who it is? Arch- Marlon no, nope, Arch Manning. He's shooting his shot, trying to get Peyton Manning's nephew to come to Ole Miss. Wow. Which, um, Eli Manning went to Ole Miss, and uh, their dad, I think, went to Ole Miss, and their other brother went to Ole, is it Ole Miss. I think Peyton was the only one that went to Tennessee, which I don't know the whole story about. Uh, I, I should probably look that up. Maybe I'll get that on next week's podcast or if we end up recording later this week. Um, but I should look into that story of why he ended up going to Tennessee over going to Old Miss. Because um, I think they're from Mississippi. I could, again, I could be wrong on that. I wish I wish we had a research team uh, that I could research. Yeah, you are a research team. <laughs> yeah, but... I just thought that was uh, that was interesting. You know, he's shooting his shot, trying to get him to come to Old Miss. So, yep. Well, I mean, that I've really talked about everything I want to talk about this week. There's not really much else that's happened that we haven't talked about. Uh, let's just look over the scores. Um, just see if there's anything that surprises. Uh, Redskins won. That was that close game Thursday night. Bears barely beat the Bengals. So. Again, the I don't think the Bears are at that good, but I think the Bengals are better than what they are. Browns beat the Texans, of course. Um, Rams beat the Colts. Oh, let's talk about the Colts being zero and two. Man, totally opposite of our predictions right now. Um, yeah, I I honestly don't know. I really don't. I mean, they they don't look bad. That's the problem. I mean, they don't look awful. Well, what hurt this past week was, of course, Carson Wentz sprained both his ankles. So he got hurt. And then Jacob Easton came in. His first pass or second first or second pass throws an interception that sealed the game for the Rams pretty much. So that's what really hurt them. Um, so, again, I'm not really – I think Wentz is still uh, – again, if he stays healthy, I think he can – do pretty well, but uh, I am a little surprised they're uh, owing to the Bills won. Uh, they're 2-0, oh, of course. No oh, let's there. talk about the Bills losing week one to the Steelers. Oh, the Bills did lose? 
Oh they yeah, lose. they did. I forgot about that. They lost. I was bad. shocked about that. Yeah. Which Ben Rosenberg, you know, based on looking at the stats, he doesn't seem like he's been too good this year. Uh, it doesn't look like Najee Harris has been all right, but I don't think that's. I don't think the Steelers are a great team. Uh, but so it was a little surprising to see the Bills lose, and I I can't say neither one of us predicted that. So. Yeah, I uh, I honestly just don't know. I just didn't know if they had a bad week or what. Yeah, oh, again, it's the first game of the season, so. Uh, but yeah, the Patriots are two and zero, so I'm a little surprised about that. Um, with them beating the Jets this past week, but. Yeah, going back to Zach Wilson, 19 for 33, 210 yards and four interceptions with four sacks. It just it was a rough day for him. So, well, I have a I have a hot take time. Hot take. Yep. Zach Wilson turns it around and becomes offensive rookie of the year. I'm trying to think, eh, I don't know, Jamar Chase, man, I think Jamar Jamar Chase Chase. and Mac Jones. But I think Zach Wilson turns around and gets offensive. I think he'll turn it around. I don't think, I don't think this past week is an indicator of what his season's going to be like, but I mean, if you look, he just, he was just getting, he was running for his life. Yeah. But going back to the 49ers, 49ers have a lot of injured players, but they are two and Oh two. So the only team in the NFC West right now that has a loss is the Seahawks. Because the Rams are 2-0, the Cardinals are 2-0, 49ers are 2-0, and the Seahawks are 1-1 with their loss in overtime, which they had the lead, and they gave it up. So um, it was a surprise loss for them, at least from my point of view. Raiders, again, we talked about, are 2-0. So, again, like our, our Patriots predictions, our Colts predictions were a little off. The Raiders are a lot of, proving A lot of strong. our predictions are, are off. Again, we are not professionals, as you see. This is why we're not on the broadcast. This is why we do our own thing. But going back to Jameis Winston, so I'm looking at his stats now. He was 11 for 22 for 111 yards, man. He looked bad. Their run game couldn't go get going. Uh, Alvin only had eight carries for five yards. Jameis Winston had the most rushing yards for them this past week with 19 yards and a rushing touchdown. He had two interceptions to go with that 11 for 22. It just seems like the Saints just, they didn't prepare for the Panthers and the Panthers over-prepared for them. Sam Darnold had 305 yards, man. Yeah, they thought thought it was just going to be an easy blow-by win. Well, they beat the Packers week one, so I could see why they thought that. But, man, again, the Broncos, 2-0. and Can't say I expected that. Uh, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater looking really good. I was about to say that, man. And, I, you know, I, we talked about it, and like I said, I wasn't really a believer in Teddy Bridgewater. But, man, this past week, 328 yards, two TDs. Uh, I mean, he's proven me wrong, man. And the Broncos, like I said, are two and zero again. Uh, but the Buccaneers, man, they just they're they're looking good. The Falcons just look like a mess. Oh, I didn't even realize this when I was looking at it, but apparently Josh Rosen got two 
he got to play this past week and uh, hey. he was 0 for 2 though so if you guys have listened though we are big Josh Rosen's fans I mean the guy just kind of just got dealt a crappy hand in his life yeah so in the NFL so I hope I I honestly hope one day he just comes in and just sees the next Tom Brady now going to the Cowboys um they're one and one and they you know almost beat the Buccaneers week one and you know, Dak Prescott's just picking up where he left off. Uh, Kellen Moore, man, he's the offensive coordinator, former Boise State quarterback. Uh, he played in the NFL for a few years with the Lions and Cowboys. And, man, he is an offensive genius. And he, I think he did, or the Eagles wanted to interview him, or he did interview for the Eagles job this past offseason. I think he's a future head coach. And based on the offense he's brought um, – with the Cowboys, you know, since he's been offense coordinator, uh, with Dak Prescott as quarterback, so that's a little start. If he has like Andy Dalton or who they uh, the Cowboys had like eight quarterbacks play uh, last year or whatever, so of course there was a lot of games where their offense wasn't very good, but it was only because they had a lot of different quarterbacks. But you know, with Dak Prescott and if Kellen Moore has a good quarterback. I think he could be a – I think he's a future NFL head coach. But the Chargers are one and one. Uh, Justin. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, a little malfunction, uh, listeners. I don't know what happened. But what was the uh, last thing you heard, Logan? Uh, the last thing I honestly remember was Josh Rezin. Oh, man, that was the Falcons game? Yeah. Let's see. Okay, so I went in and talked about the Cowboys-Chargers game. So uh, the listeners probably listened to a little bit, I guess. Or no, the recording stopped, I guess. No, no, no. I remember you talking slightly about the the Chargers-Cowboys. Yeah, so I talked about how Kellen Moore, I think, is a future NFL head coach. Oh, for Um, sure. I mean, he's brought a great offense to the Cowboys. So I think he's – Chargers – Herbert had a great week, but I was mildly surprised they lost the Cowboys. Uh, but going into the Titans uh, Seahawks game, uh, Titans were almost 0 2, but the Seahawks coughed up the game. Tannehill had a great game. Uh, he had 347 passing yards. Derrick Henry was a monster, 35 carries for 182 yards. And speaking also of that, can we talk about passing or receiving yards real quick can we talk about how the cardinals did neutralize derrick henry in week one yeah i mean like we said talked about a little earlier they annihilated the time i'm going back to look at the stats you know tyler murray was 21 of 32 with four tds one interception of trying to look here our run game wasn't the greatest, but it was actually pretty well. 33 carries for 136 yards. Not bad. Hopkins Not bad. is off to a great start of the year. Christian Kirk got some TDs. Ronald Christian Kirk has come a long way. Yeah, well, he's he's our third or fourth receiver, so he's getting all the, you know, whenever Hopkins or uh, Green is covered, then that leaves Kirk. Is probably playing the slot, I would imagine. And, and hang on, and there's this more. Larry Fitzgerald could still come back. Yeah, um, I don't know if he will. 
Uh, especially with it being already week two. But he hasn't officially retired, so it's still a possibility. It's a possibility, but from my understanding is Larry Fitzgerald really isn't the guy that wanted to announce his retirement. He kind of just wanted to go into the sunset. So what I believe is going to happen is we're not going to hear anything, and then all suddenly someone's going to check or someone's going to leak a report that he filled out his retirement papers and then he retired from the NFL or whatever. So I think that's what's going to happen. But who knows? Maybe he's leaving the door open. Maybe he wants to take a year off. And, um, and I mean, it's Larry Fitzgerald. The Cardinals organization would 100% welcome that guy back with open arms. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, but yeah, so I think, um, I'm looking at the week one games real quick. Uh, we kind of talked about uh, everything. Let's see, just looking it over. Yeah, guys, we're, I'm going to be honest. We weren't really prepared this week. Yeah, well, I mean, we're never really prepared. We just we we just think about – we go through the stuff we send each other on Twitter or Instagram, and then we just talk about things. Um, so There's uh, really yeah, not I much think, to talk about. Yeah, so uh, I think that is really all. Uh, one thing uh, I wanted to just briefly, for those who are college football fans um, – the games this year, there, from what I've noticed, there is not a standout great team right now. Um, I will say, like I was talking about earlier, Iowa right now is three and zero. They beat Iowa State, which was highly ranked. Um, so they're looking like the best team right now. Uh, of course, Alabama is always good, but they barely beat Florida, which I thought was really interesting this past week. They only won thirty-one to twenty-nine. And isn't Oklahoma Dame, doing pretty good? What'd you say? Oklahoma, aren't they pretty good this year? Uh, they're ranked third, but their wins have not been very good. So I'll go over it real quick. They only beat Nebraska twenty-three to sixteen, which this is a Nebraska team that Illinois beat, and Oklahoma barely beat. And last week we learned how Kyle feels about Illinois. <laughs> yeah, after uh, going to that game and them losing but the week before oh they played west carolina they won 76 to nothing which that's not even a real game west carolina that's a fake team goodness that's a lot of points <laughs> but week one they be- barely beat tulane 40 to 35 so they really have not looked that impressive uh texas a&m uh they have a freshman quarterback playing so again they're highly ranked but again they're not looking very good Cincinnati's a smaller school. They do have a pretty good quarterback, and so they're undefeated. They went, I believe, undefeated last year. So they're really they're a good team, but they do play Notre Dame this year at Notre Dame. Uh, but speaking of Notre Dame, they haven't looked really well, uh, good this year. They are three and zero, but their wins have not been very good. Uh, I mean, Purdue played them well this past week. They almost lost to Florida State. Uh, they almost lost to Toledo. They're not looking very good. Um, Ohio State, they lost week one, of course. So, again, uh, Clemson also lost, I think, week one. Or 
Ohio State lost week two. Clemson lost week one to Georgia. So, again, Clemson's offense, uh, DJ hasn't looked very good. So, they've struggled. Um, Georgia, they're 3-0. and But, again, they will play Alabama. So, it's whether – I don't know they don't play Alabama. They'll play Alabama in the SEC championship, though. So, they got to no. get past them if we really want to believe – Georgia's a legit team. Oregon, though, Oregon was the team that beat Ohio State. I think we talked about that last week. We did. So Oregon's looking like a good team. They beat Ohio State. They're 3-0. So they're looking like a good team. So uh, Penn, uh, Penn State's all right. They Again, they got to play um, Ohio State or Iowa. So I don't know how they'll be. But yeah, that's all college football. It's been there's no really great teams, and maybe that's good for good for us because we don't know who's gonna be the final four teams. And going week to week, um, so looking at this next week, uh, Notre Dame plays Wisconsin, two ranked teams. So that should be a good game. If I was able to go up to Wisconsin, I would definitely try to go to that game. Um, but. Yeah, that's uh, looking at the rest of the games. None of them are looking too good. It's just ranked teams playing unranked teams, which I'm not saying teams can't lose. Uh, there could be some upsets this uh, next week, but nothing that really – oh, Texas A&M plays a 3-0 number 16 Arkansas team. So that might be a good game. Um, I'm going to a bachelor party on Saturday, so – I don't know how much I'll be able to watch. I haven't really got to watch football because I'm always busy on Saturday, Sundays, which kind of stinks. So that's why Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night I turn on the games. But because the games go so late, I just get tired. So He's old, guys. Yeah, I am old. But, you know, like I said, University of Iowa, they're ranked fifth in the nation. So I'm really hoping, man. I would love to see Sam LaPorta win a national championship. So I'm rooting for him. Like I said, maybe when I get off this podcast, I might go order his jersey. I have it open in my phone on the website. I think it's like $89. Not too bad. I just need to, I just got to select buy and get it ordered. So, uh, but that is all we have. We talked about NFL and college football. So I really hope for those who listened, I really hope you got a good episode that you can listen to on the way to work, church, on the way to, well, um, maybe listen to it at work. Just be careful because I did say, uh, I think I said a cuss word once. So again, just be um wary around who you're listening to it with um so uh that is all we have uh logan it was it was great talking to you again and kyle is always great um yeah guys have a great night and uh, be safe out there